Hi, Kelly Cunningham Sipos here with my podcast, My Child Left Home for Heaven. This podcast is devoted to discussions on how to find joy through the darkest days a parent could face, the loss of their child. Join me as we dive into conversations on grief that many would avoid, but that myself as a grieving mother feel we need to discuss and share together to be able to heal and find joy again in this life. Hi there, Kelly Cunningham Sipos here with my fourth podcast, My Child Left Home for Heaven. And sorry, it's been a while. Um, As we all know, this world is very crazy with everything that's going on right now. And uh, we just kind of struggled with some uh, personal problems here at my house. And uh, exciting part was that my daughter, who has been incarcerated for the last 20 months, was home, is home. And her sister was able to come home and visit uh, two weekends ago. So for the first time since the day of my daughter's funeral, I had three of my four girls with me. So we did take a picture in the kitchen with all of us standing there. And I held a picture of my daughter, Emily, and I posted it. The C-Post girls are together again. And uh, it's almost what it felt like. I felt like Emily was with us that whole night that we were out. And um, we tried to have fun and do it in her honor. And we did. So it was great. But uh, I had posted these posts quite a while ago and then just got overwhelmed with the responses. So I've kind of had to take my time going through them and reading as to what people say that really hurt us and upset us. And as I read them, I realized that there are things that hurt and upset me too. And some of them I let slide by and and you you can't say anything to the people. I know a few of you may have made comments that you you have and um, rightly so in some of the situations. And, um, you know, if I wish I could remember which Facebooks I posted them on. And I can't at the moment. If I do, we I'll post it on the um, website so that you can go back and find the comments and read all of them if you'd like. But um, I'm going to start out with one from Tammy first, um, because this is one we hear a lot, that um, they're in a better place. That's hard for us to hear. Yes, I, I believe they're in a better place. They're in heaven. They're at rest. But that, to me as a mom, is not a better place. A better place would be here with me, where I could still see her and hold her and help her through her problems. And I know that's how a lot of you feel, especially those of you who have lost such young, young children and and lost to cancer or drunk drivers or hit and runs. And I mean, I just the stories that I hear from all of you, um, I take these all personally. And I have days where I have to step back for a couple days and um sorry I'm kind of having an emotional day today and and just let it sink in because there's so many of you out there hurting and it just it breaks my heart. It's just hard to realize that there's so many of us out there. Um another comment that I know gets made quite a bit is um I know how you feel. I lost my grandma. Or worse yet, uh, Tammy said that someone actually said to her, I lost my dog. Well, yes, I remember laying in bed for two days, bawling my eyes out when I lost my dog, Jada. 
But again, nothing compares to the loss of your child. And for someone to compare their loss to your loss, unless it's a loss of a child, that person, all they have to say is, I lost my child and we just instantly bond and click. And I think that's why these Facebook pages are so good that we each get to post how we're feeling and realize that we all feel the same way. Um, another comment that, that's kind of a hard one to swallow, and, and I get this one quite a bit, is, oh, I don't know how you could ever do this. How, how could you be so strong to go through this? You're such a strong person. No, we're not. We, we're doing it. We're surviving. So I guess we are strong. But you don't know what you're capable of doing until you have to do it. And you don't have a choice. I remember my mother saying she woke up the morning after my father had committed suicide and laid in bed. And she laid there and she thought, I can lay here and feel sorry for myself and be a pain to everybody. Or I can get up. I can wait for all my daughters to get home here and my grandchildren. We can plan their grandfather's and dad's funeral and I can go on with my life. And my mother, I believe, is one of the strongest women that I know. She has lost her husband, her daughter at the age of 46, and her granddaughter at the age of 24. And yet my mom's the one that helps me. So maybe I shouldn't have done this podcast today. I'm a little too emotional. Um, I'm going to try to read this exactly because it's really good what um, Amber sent in. And I chicken scratch stuff and then I can't read my own writing. That's part of getting old too. Um, she says, any statement that starts with at least is coming from a place of sympathy, not empathy. When you are in the deep hole of grief, the sympathetic will stand at the top of the hole, peering down at you, spouting at least, while the empathetic get a ladder and come down in the hole with you and say, I don't know what to say, but I'm right here. Most people don't know the difference and feel so uncomfortable with our truth. That's why they say the wrong things. But I have a friend, a very dear friend, who we just had the opportunity to share to go to a concert together. And I enjoyed it so much because she's a friend that has never stood at the top of the hole looking down at me. She grabs the ladder and crawls down in that hole with me and just lets me talk. And that's what I need to do some days is just talk. And it was cute. Her son even asked you know, why I had asked her to go to the concert with me. And uh, she said, um, well, because Kelly's lost quite a few of her friends since Emily's passed. Most people don't want to talk about her, and, and Kelly wants to. And her son said, will you tell Kelly to call me anytime? Because I've got great stories about Emily, and I'd like to talk to her about, about them. Some of them I'm not sure I want to hear, but they were cute and young and innocent then. So, um, uh I don't want to say his name, but he knows who he is if he listens to this. And I am going to be taking him out to lunch and getting some stories here one day. Um, Melissa works as a nurse. 
And she so she's dealing with death a lot at work. And she says it's really hard with her coworkers who are used to dealing with the death. Her coworkers forget how young her son was, that he was only 13. And they, they'll just brush off the death and how that just upsets her so much when they do that. And again, people try to do good, but they just don't know what to say. I, I, I just, I keep sticking with that. And I've got an answer coming up for that, you for that one, though. Um, something that was good, Betty commented on this. She says, I don't struggle with my grief. I embrace it. I know it will never leave me. So I've learned to just accept it. It helps to talk about the good times and remember the happy times together. And that's how I am most days. I'm going on 20, 21 months now without my daughter. And this coming up in April will be 21 months. And um, I noticed that starting about 18 months, I started remembering the fun times more and um, would laugh a little bit more at things that I would find of hers or a picture or something that reminded me of her. Um, Tammy had a, a beautiful thing that just, um, I can uh, I can imagine some people being able to do this. And I unfortunately, you know, my friends all live here, or fortunately my friends all live here. So they were right here, you know, for me. But she said her best friend called when she heard that her son had passed and said, I'm on my way, just hold on. I will be there as soon as I can get a flight. She said to know that her friend would drop everything she was doing to be with her was absolutely priceless. And I know that feeling as I had no family here. My mom was in the hospital in rehab in Ohio from an accident getting onto a plane the week before. So there was no way she could be here for the funeral. And my oldest sister had passed away and I just had my mom and my youngest sister. And my youngest sister is very busy with her work and her schedule. And her best friend's son had just committed suicide like three weeks before. So my sister had gone through that with her best friend. And I just didn't even really expect my sister to come down. And I'll never forget when she called and she told me that she was on her way. She'd be here in 24 hours, and she had to drive from Mississippi. And um, I got off the phone, and I called my mom just sobbing that my sister was going to be here for me. And that just meant the absolute world to me. I had all my friends here, but to have my little sister with me, part of my family, the only part of my family besides my other children that, that could be. So... um. You know, good and good and bad stories in with some of those. Um, some more of the bad ones that it seemed like I got more bad ones than good ones. And again, maybe I was just hitting everybody on kind of an emotional day, too. Um, your child wouldn't want you to be sad. Yes, I believe that, too. Our children don't want us to be sad, but you don't tell us that because that hurts. It 
I don't, I don't, I don't know what the answer is to that one when somebody says it to you. I just look at them and I smile and I say, I know. And I just try to keep that smile on my face. Um, again, comparing deaths um, to animals, friends, pets, whatever. Again, you know, th that was brought up several, several times. Another one that is a stinger is saying, well, at least you still have your other children. Yes, I still have my other three daughters, but I don't have my oldest. And some of you lost your only child. And I can't even imagine what that feels like. Some of you have dealt with what my worst nightmare is now. You've lost two children. And I live with that fear daily. If the Lord could decide to take one of mine, could he take two? Could he take my granddaughter? I mean, he's taking her. She's physically gone from me. I can't see her or touch her. But what if, what if he decided to call her home? We live with that fear constantly. Um, people telling us constantly how tired we look, that we need to sleep. Little do they know. Um, three o'clock in the morning is my time. I'll fall asleep usually between 11 and 12. And at three o'clock I wake up and I fight for hours to fall back asleep. And I kind of laugh because a few friends of mine that live here locally that were on messenger that have lost their children, they'll be posting stuff on messenger at three o'clock in the morning. We want to sleep. It's just hard to sleep. There's images there. There's moments. There's night terrors. There's so many things that go along with, with all of this. And this goes with grief, with, I think, with anyone, um, but especially, again, with a child. People ask, how are you feeling? They say you are so strong, and I couldn't handle this. But again, we don't have the choice. And I've said that to several people when they've, when they've said it to me and caught me at a bad point. Oh, you're just so strong, Kelly. I could never be as strong as you. I said, well, you know what? Didn't have a choice in this one. Just kind of had to deal with it as I went along. Again, at least he's at peace or she's at rest. And I know that's just what people say, but it's just the wrong thing to say. It, it just sits wrong with most of us. Someone saying, I know how you feel. Unless you've actually lost a child, you can't say that because you don't know how we feel. Now, this one surprised me asking what happened. And some people get very offended by that. And I actually don't. Um, there's a young boy at Winn-Dixie that checks me out all the time. And a, a girl that um, showed horses with my daughter works there. And she had told him apparently one day how I had lost my oldest daughter and it was slow in Winn-Dixie that day, and we, I was helping him bag my groceries, and he turned and he um, said to me, he says, um, Liz told me that you lost your oldest daughter. And I said, yes, honey. I said, this it was about 19 months at that point. I said, yeah, she passed away 19 months ago. And he said, can I ask you what happened? I guess with my daughter's death, I used that opportunity to especially share with children since I speak with narcotics overdose prevention and education and I work with at-risk youth. I use it as the opportunity to tell them she died 
from a drug overdose. She overdosed on heroin once, it left her body weak, and then the combination of methadone and prescriptions that the doctor gave her were too much for her body, and she just went to sleep and never woke up. And it's good for these kids to hear this because they think that they're just invincible. So again, with that one there, and I want your feedback, people. I set up a Gmail account, mychildlefthomeforheaven at gmail.com. If you want to disagree with me on any of these points, and we can even call and discuss it. I can bring you on, on air here and we can discuss it. I would gladly do that. Uh, I want to hear back from you guys because you help me. Sorry, I use the word you guys a lot. It's a figure of speech, and I know it's not correct. I studied telecommunications in college, and I should know better. But uh, I guess when I'm sitting and talking here, I feel like I'm talking to friends. I feel like you all are my friends. So I just kind of group you all in as, um, instead of ladies and gentlemen or moms and dads, you guys. I know the one scripture verse that a lot of people bring up And I've quoted this scripture verse through a lot of things that have happened in my life. And it really hurts a lot of people when it's said. And I saw it brought up several times. And that's Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God according to his service and are called according to his service. Yes, good can come out of every bad situation. And I have seen good come out of the loss of my daughter. As strange as that sounds, and I don't want to go into it personally on here, down the road I may, but not right now, um, because I'm afraid none of you know me well enough, and I don't want anyone to take it the wrong way. But I struggle with that verse, too, because it's kind of hard to figure out how this is supposed to work for good, losing our children. Diana, I I can't tell if I I wrote down Diane or Diana. Um, She says it really helps when somebody says, I'm here no matter what, and they mean it. And there's very few friends that most of us have, I'm sure, that are like that. A lot of them say, when you need me, I'm here. Or they ask when we think we're going to get over this or we're going to be back to ourselves. I've distanced myself from those friends now, and I think I've talked about that in in the last podcast. Um, I saw on uh, Loss of a Child, that was one of the Facebook pages, someone was asking, how has the loss of your child affected your old habits? And that's something that all of us have to watch because we can go into depression If we've had issues with substance abuse in the past, we can lean towards that. Um, It's very easy to lean on drinking and thinking just having a couple glasses of wine will help calm us down to go to sleep. But we have to be careful not to rely on that and not to let old habits that weren't good for us come back into our lives. And um, I see a lot of that on there on the Facebook pages and there's like 398 comments and I feel bad because I don't comment because I don't know if that person even goes through and reads every one, but just um, moms, please be careful. Just please be careful out there. Um, T 
Tammy says, it seems all of us have had to deal with ignorance, insensitivity, or stupidity in one form or another. I guess the blessing in disguise is that we are more empathetic to their pain. And I don't know if you've realized that when somebody else is hurting, I seem to be, I, it's like I like run to the person who's hurting immediately. Um, I feel like I want to fix all the world's boo-boos right now. And I don't know if that's just the way that we deal with our pain is that our pain maybe doesn't hurt for a minute when we're helping someone else. Something that was posted on the good site, the greatest gift that we can give our children is love. And we gave that to our children. We loved them and we still love them and we will love them for eternity until we are with them again and from then on. So that's something that's just not going to go away. Um, so remember that too. We gave our children the greatest thing we could possibly give them. We gave them life for however short it was. And we gave them love. And I wouldn't give that up for the world. Um, I'm trying to embrace being different right now. And with all this that's going on with the coronavirus, I think the world for once is seeing what we go through on a daily basis. The fear, the panic attacks, the not knowing what ifs, what are we going to do? You know, I mean, hitting the grocery stores and no toilet paper and no roast beef or no hamburger and no anything, you know, everybody went into these panic modes and yet it didn't even phase me because I feel like I've been through the worst possible thing I could be, I could go through. And so it was kind of hard for me to accept that these people were getting in fights over toilet paper and paper towels and hamburger. And the lines were so long in the store and a little, a mom was standing there with her little three-year-old girl who only had two items. And I let her go in front of me and there must've been 15 people in front of me and the gentleman in front of me let her go in front. In the meantime, people were lining up behind me and everybody let this lady go in front. And I just smiled. It was so nice to see people being nice to each other. And then three of the people behind me in line told me that I was an idiot and why would I let them go ahead that we're all in a hurry? Didn't they know that? And I just turned to him and I said, you must not have ever had a little child in a grocery store and turned back around. It just, it, it broke my heart. But I feel like the world for once is feeling what we feel like on a daily basis dealing with this, this virus. And I, I pray that none of you out there have it or have family members that do, and if if they you do, that they're getting taken care of. Um, I I it just scares me. I I just don't want to see any children being lost from this um, virus. So anyway, in um kind of I, I need I know I need to close up here. I'm kind of going on more than I was going to. I'm trying to embrace being different instead of trying to fight being different so much. Um, there have been so many seasons of different in my life. The hardest is losing my oldest daughter and having her daughter, my granddaughter, be taken away from me by her father. Different can feel beyond uncomfortable. 
What am I doing? I don't know how to do this. I feel overwhelmed. It takes over and it seeps into me. I can't sleep. I go into survival mode some days where I just try to function to get through that day. Jeremiah 17, 7 says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. And I try to, I put scripture around my house and stick it in places to try to remember verses for when I'm having these bad days, or I have a notebook that I write them all down in. And when I really have a bad day, I sit and I try to go through those scripture verses. So whether it's verses that you write down, lyrics to a song, something from a book you read, there's so many wonderful books on grieving out there. Um, Find something to write down that when you hit these moments that you can kind of look through. When we build our confidence and hope in the Lord, trusting him for our worth, our purpose, and our next steps through this walk of grief, we can be blessed with peace and knowledge. No matter what changes next in our lives, the Lord never will. He is secure, stable, and steady. It is okay to grieve. Absolutely acknowledge it. Cry those tears and share your pain with a friend. Change is hard. Lean on him. That's the only advice that I can give you that I can. On my website, on the website that this podcast is listed on, if you read at the bottom of my bio, I put my life verse. And it's a verse I chose years ago um, that just has been perfect for me. And it's Isaiah 43. Um, losing my daughter at 24 and then having my granddaughter taken from me left me feeling like the next loss was just around the corner, which has been the coronavirus and the whole epidemic with this and not knowing what's going on. Months of plans that we had made, trips and family good times. For the first time since I lost my daughter, I had all these horse shows planned with my youngest daughter, a Mediterranean cruise with my husband. We were finally going to get some time alone. All this has been taken. And um, now I have to worry about if I'll be able to feed my horses next month because businesses that have horses can't just stop. You know, my horses cost me $3,000 a month to keep. And with no business coming in, it kind of leaves you in a little panic mode. Um, I feel stuck in discouragement and doom at times. It feels a little impossible to get up from the feeling of defeat. And those are the days that I know we all shut ourselves in and kind of shut down. And um, I had a whole week of that last week. You have had these same feelings, I'm sure. We wonder if our grief has pushed us to the point of no return some days. Then I remember my life verse, Isaiah 40, 31. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And he creates a way for us to go up higher or as this verse says, soar in the midst of it all. And 
just a few months ago, I was reading a book or it was, I, I can't remember if it was a book, if it was something I was watching on TV. I love National Geographic Channel. And it was talking about eagles. And I never knew this, that how smart eagles are. Some birds will get out there, and I, I love to watch the birds. I live on the water, and so I, I, you know, I'm blessed to see all these beautiful birds here in Florida. And you watch some of them, especially when we get tropical storms or something coming in or bad thunderstorms fighting the wind and, and flapping against it, and it seems like they're just getting beat up. But an eagle will actually sit and wait until the right bit of wind comes that it can flap its wings and take off and it will literally soar on that wind and not even have to flap its wings. It will just soar through the sky to where it has to go. And when I heard that, it just shocked me that that's my scripture verse and that's what I'm supposed to do. Just sit back and let God take me through this and let me soar where he puts me to soar at that time. So um, I just felt like I had to share that with you. Each day when my heart starts to ache over the loss of uh, all the experiences I've gone through in my life, I re remember Isaiah 40, 31. And let this promise from God help me get back up. This really wasn't a podcast that was probably the most exciting one for some of you. I was trying to put it together and it didn't come together quite right. And I hope that um, it helps someone out there a little bit. I'm really excited about our next speaker. And our next speaker is going to be, um, she's actually an author. And she is going to give us something that we all need desperately. Her name is Lisa K. Boehm, and she's actually written a book, but I'm not going to share the book with you yet. We're going to have a link to it to where you can purchase it or get it on your Kindle on the website. And um, we're going to be putting a resource that she has written called The ABCs of Grief Support, 26 Steps to Help a Loved One Through Grief. This resource is phenomenal. I read it and I don't even know how I'm going to interview her and us go through all of them because I want to talk about every single letter. She takes every letter of the alphabet and puts something about grief after it as to what people need to do for us. I'm going to get this resource to funeral homes everywhere I can think of in my area and it will be posted on our on my website here that you guys will be able to download and hand out to people. And I'm handing it to all of my friends and my family, and I'm asking them to please read it because maybe we can change this. The way people deal with grief, they don't want to talk about it. They want, they want to just pass it by. We need to talk about it. And maybe us sharing this resource that Lisa has written so beautifully and putting it in others' hands will help us to get it out there to the world and have them realize what helps us and what doesn't. So I am so excited to be able to interview her here coming up. And then we will talk a little bit about her book that she's written um, for Morning Mothers. And um, again, we'll have the, the links on the, uh, on the website. So again, the website is 
mychildlefthomeforheaven.org, and all my podcasts are listed on there. You can reach us by Gmail at mychildlefthomeforheaven at gmail.com. And then I recently started a Facebook page, and as all we're posting on it is um, I will post my podcast on there, but it's nothing but a memorial wall to all of our children. And um, when you post on the page, it actually goes to the visitor's post. So you won't see it come up. I have to sit and hand put each picture and each thing in. So that's why I asked just their name, their birth date, their heaven date, and maybe a couple words because I can't even copy and paste it. I have to write it all. And there's some days that I get 40 of them in a day. Um, it's a beautiful site. It's very hard to scroll through. I pray over each one of you families as I post each one of these children on there. But that can be reached through facebook.com forward slash my child left home for heaven. And I believe that is also on the website. Um, but you can click right over and go over to that and then have your child on this global Facebook memorial wall. So give me your input. Give me your insight. Again, I'm not a podcaster. I'm not a professional at this. I'm a mother who lost a child who hurts and wants to help the rest of you out there that are hurting and just keep trying to think of things that I can do and ways that I can connect us globally to share and to get to know each other. And uh, I know there's one woman out there that lives in New Zealand and she'll know who she is if she's listening. And I literally feel like I've made a true friend in her. Um, we've messaged back and forth, private message back and forth with comments that have been made. And it's so cool. I, in fact, I told someone that the other day, I said, I have a friend in New Zealand. And they're like, really? How? And I said, it's just through Facebook. But I said, I really feel like we're friends. So that's how I want all of us to feel. And um, being able to help each other. So um, anyway, we'll be talking to Lisa on this next episode. And then getting into the original schedule I went through of all the different parts of grief. I'm still working on that one. Haven't forgot it. Just like I said, um, I've had a bad few weeks here and uh, just kind of had to take some time for myself. So thank you for understanding. I love you all. I pray for you all. Please know I'm here. If you need anything, email me. I'd love to hear from you. God bless. And as we end here, I want to give a huge shout out to my nephew, Sean Tiberio, who actually edits these podcasts for me. He is an author. He has a company called Top Notch Consulting. He, um, I can't even name everything that he does. I keep telling him to put it on my website as to what all he does. But uh, he's a phenomenal speaker. He does podcasting a motivational speaker like you would not believe, but him and one of his co-workers, Roger, did the website for me and fixed my Facebook cover up and just wanted to put a shout out to both Sean, 
my sweet nephew. He's my very firstborn nephew to my sister that passed away, and do Roger. And uh, thank you guys. I love you for doing this for me. God bless both of you.